Shout out to our friends, the Love Life Cafe, conveniently located in Laurel, Maryland. Go to the Love Life Cafe. Let them know that you heard about them on Golf DMV. Get a nice little discount there. Listen, the Love Life way is quality, kindness, integrity, and health. When you go, you can get a nice little coffee. Or maybe you want something real fancy, like an espresso. They've got all that stuff, cappuccinos. they got lattes. Or maybe you're just like me, and if you get a coffee, you just want a regular one. So whether it's fancy, whether it's regular, you can get one of those. They've got teas, all kinds of non-coffee drinks. I actually like the pressed juices when I go there. Uh, I get the hydration station. I like the liver lover. Uh, but you can also go green and get some kale, cucumber, parsley, celery, apple, lemon, ginger. They got this punch shot, too. It's, just, it's a little, small little bottle. And man, that thing will wake you up and burn your chest. All kind of pastries and toast, too. You can gather with your friends because it is a complete vibe inside the Love Life Cafe sit down have a drink, eat some pastries, and have a good conversation. Or bring your laptop, do some work there. You know, if you're working remote, you want to hang out at the cafe, switch up uh, the scene a little bit, your uh, atmosphere and environment, want to infuse some love into your work. By the way, when you purchase something, give them the code LOVEGOLF. The code is love golf and you get a discount. My friend Adriana, she goes there and when she pays for her stuff, she gives them the code love golf and she sends me a picture of the receipt just to show that she got her discount. Again, that's the Love Life Cafe, the website, the lovelifecafe.com, conveniently located in Laurel, Maryland. When you go there, let them know you heard about them on Golf DMV. Ate your stuffy, snobby, boring golf show. It's Golf DMV. If you love golf and like to laugh, Golf DMV is your place. Highlighting golf in DC, Maryland, Virginia, and anywhere else they travel. It's Golf DMV. Welcome back to Golf DMV. Uh, yeah, I'm Claude Burns here. LB is sick. Shout out to LB, not yeah. feeling well. When we were on the text, he says, oh, I can still do it. You know, I'll be sick today. I'll be sick tomorrow. This is like, no, you should you should recover. You know, and then he had a good point, you know, that when he laughs, he starts to cough a lot. And this show is loose is based loosely on humor. I mean, I think it's funny. Uh, Others think it's funny. And so it just doesn't work if you can't, you know, if you can't converse without coughing because of the laughter. So we'll dedicate this show to Lawrence. Get well soon. Um, yep. Well, we'll loosely dedicate it to Lawrence. I mean, let me not get crazy. <laughs> like we have to dedicate it to it. We don't, you know, you know it, we, we'll, we'll, be back. we'll dedicate the show to our friend um, uh, Desi because uh, she yes. posted on the social media about her father passing away um, yes. recently. And so shout out to Desi. Our best wishes to her and her family. Um, and so, yeah, forget Lawrence. We'll dedicate this show to her. Um, and, and Yes, and, our condolences. And our yes. We got a lot we're going to cover today. Um, but first, go to golfdmv.com, and while you're there, uh, uh, find something that you want and send the link to your loved ones. Buy this for me for Christmas, whether it's a Golf DMV towel, whether it's a Golf DMV hat, something Golf DMV. Just get the link, send it to your <laughs> loved ones, and tell them, buy me this. This is That's one money. that I want <laughs> that I want under the tree. Also, shout out to our sponsors, the Love Life Cafe. Uh, you can go to thelovelifecafe.com and also... Uh, uh, um, Cache Spawn Sports, uh, all that information right there at our website for our wonderful uh, sponsors there. Speaking of the holidays, the first thing I want to get into is that I always see, the, see these lists about golf gifts and only golf park. Uh, and right down, speaking of Lawrence, right down the street from Lawrence, um, uh, for the most part, uh, uh, has a, I got an email from them saying uh, golfer gift ideas. And usually when I see these, they're not always just, they're not that great. Like it either airs <laughs> on like the super expensive stuff, you know, right. like a, you know, $400 range finder 
or, you know, something that golfer just isn't going to use. Like I saw something on TV the other day, maybe it was social media. They had one of these like hot dog clips. Like you, you essentially, you put it on the cart. It's like, it's this red plastic like thing. Hot dog clip? Yes, you can attach it to, you know, on some carts where they have the the the, the slots where you can put like three balls there, yeah. you know, it attaches to that or, or, or close to it and you can put a hot dog on it. Come on, man. You know, don't again, don't don't do that. Don't, there's Completely no useless about the golfer in your life, a hot dog clip. But you know what? There is a guy who we play with who I think, you know, and when we usually stop to get something, he he does get a hot dog. He's the same one who will borrow a hat. And he's the same yes. one who uses a coat hanger like device to lay his clubs down when he's putting. There's no reason to get anything like that. Although, like no. I said, someone like him might he might like it. I should actually get it for him as a kind of a prank. You probably he, he would yeah. You're talking about Rick. Rick would probably use it because <laughs> he will often yeah. We pull up to we'll be making good time or moving through. We pull up to the uh, to the turn and Rick is like, "What is the slowest thing?" That you have. <laughs> what's but, not ready yet? <laughs> what's not ready right now? You said you have um, braised beef ribs, short ribs. That'll take 30 minutes. I'll take that. I'll wait. We're doing good. We're doing good on time. So right. we can use all the time we, we have ahead to burn it here. Right. But no, and he'll, so he'll have his sandwich or his hot dog, though, whatever he gets. And then usually I'll switch places with him and drive so he can eat. And right. it's just all over the place. And he got mustard. And, and it, God bless Rick. Now you got me on a tangent because he doesn't, it's not just hot dogs. Maybe one thing of mustard or, or quick line of mayo or whatever you want on it. It's he's got the hot dog and all the mustard packets and <laughs> fries and stuff that is just loose. Regular. Yeah, so I can't just drive. I have to like take care of how I'm driving. It's a while. Well. So get him, get Rick a hot dog clip, please, please, yeah. Robin. <laughs> that's one of the, that's all his one stuff. Of the accessories we'll get for Rick is one of those hot dog clips you can get. So okay, oh my gosh. here we go. Here's what all they right. said. They said I want to be clear. I haven't heard. We talked about this before the show. I don't know what Claude's about to say for those right. listening. So I don't know what this list is. And I told him, I said, there better not be any trash on here because this is from only golf park. Right. <laughs> so they sell golf stuff to golfers. It is run by golfers ostensibly. Everything on here should be a win. What do we got? All right. So here's the first one. You just let me know piece by piece trash or not, whether it's good. Okay. Okay. Said golf balls. You can't go wrong with golf balls. Yeah. That, yeah. I approve. I tend to agree with that. It said every golfer needs them. You can never have too many uh, spares. Then it said, okay, if you're looking for accessories and need a stocking stuff or a small gift, you can go with tees, which is fine. You That's know what fine. I mean? They're replaceable yeah. thing. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. And it's for stocking stuffers. I uh, said um, groove brushes to clean the club. That's okay. not bad. That's not bad. That's not that's not hot dog clip. That's not hot no. dog clip. It's still something they would use. They yeah. already have one. But okay, I guess we have an extra brush now. Okay. Right. Sid, alignment rods. <sighs> now we're getting now we're getting specific. Now we're right. getting specific. You, you, you need to if you, you don't yeah, no, because you need to know you need to know a little bit something about the golfer you're buying for. Alignment rods, that's mm-hmm. a range rack gift. There's right. a person, that's somebody who's like, yo, I'm going to, you're not getting alignment rods for Claude. Claude's Correct. not going to the range. He's not no. using alignment rods. And when I am, I'm not, yeah, I'm not laying down. <laughs> you're not laying down rods. Yeah. That's, I, I would probably say, and even then, um, yeah, I mean, just go to, go to Home Depot and get some driving markers. So no, skip yeah. that. No, no alignment yeah. rods. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause you don't need to spend that money on alignment no. rods. Like you said, you just get anything to kind of work on that. But anyway, uh, shag tubes are a great choice. Not a bad idea, especially. Is that the, what is that? The, the shag bag? Yeah, like a shag bag. So okay. that's not actually a bad idea because I was, you know, it, like, but I think it's like you said, it depends on if you know the golfer. Like, like Sierra would look at that and, and maybe think, oh, this would be a good gift for. I think she would think that's a good gift for me because when I'm with Manny, we'll go to the short game area um, at either Needwood or at Paint Branch 
Right. And we'll just hit balls up to the, you know, chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping. And go pick them all yeah, up and do it so, again. Right. And so that's actually not yes. a bad gift. Again, if you know the the, the golfer. Uh, let's see. Um, lessons um, for the new year. Go to somewhere, find an instructor. If you know an instructor that they like or somewhere to go, just, you know, get some lessons. Uh, also gift cards. And then they had some other things that they uh, uh, specifically there, like their grass membership for their short game area and putting green and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think the lessons are also a pretty good, pretty good purchase. That's a pretty good Yeah. Lesson. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, great, uh, great intent. But again, another one where you probably want to know the golfer because if you don't know, yeah, let me just be clear about this. If you don't know anything about golf, which you're probably not listening to this podcast, if you don't. But if you if you have somebody who doesn't, lessons are very specific. The instructors can be very specific, unless we're talking. It, it just varies wildly. Like if you talk about a new golfer, a totally brand new golfer, then it's a probably a great idea because it kind of doesn't matter who they get lessons from, as long as they're a PJ pro, they can get right. them in the building. But if it's again somebody who's been playing for a long time, whatever, and you get them lessons with like, you know, uh, regular Randy over here, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like, who's this dude that you know, so and so driving range or whatever. It's like, eh. so maybe just just a gift card, a gift card. Right. They can apply it to whatever you want. Now, can I ask you a question, though, about the gift card? This is not golf-specific. Sure. My wife and I argue about this every year mm-hmm. where I'm like, I can, do, I should just be able to pull up on anybody at Christmas time and give them cash just right out of my wallet and, and then have it not be no kind of thing. She's like, no, that's tacky. Get a gift card. So you want me to go into a store and do an exchange. So I, instead of giving you $100, I got to pay like $108, we'll say, because I got to get the card plus tax and everything else, and then give you a plastic card in a in a uh, a, a greeting card that they're not going to read. They're just going to open it. Yeah, looking for open. The they're looking for the card, the cash. For, yeah, or for adults, you just hand them the little thing in a card envelope anyway. What is the difference between a card that you, a debit card is basically $100, and me just pulling up and giving you cash? Why is that tacky? I don't understand. Yeah, what, no. So I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. But I'll but but if I could almost even refer like refer back to what you said about some of the golf stuff, knowing the person that you're giving it to, you know, like if it's to True. me, because some people have sentimental value. I don't you know, to me, if this gift card, it doesn't it's cash. Like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. If so, if someone's coming to me and they want to give me a gift card, there's no reason to go to the store to get a gift card or even put it in a card. If you right. want to give me cash, just walk up. You can fold it up. Hey, man, here you go. Merry Christmas. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm good. Don't need all the all the other stuff. It must be the thought that she keeps going to like, oh, it just shows that you tried or whatever. I was like, that's technically true, but no other time of the year. If it's July 7th and I just walk up to somebody and say, you know what? I just want to give you $500. And I can be like, mm, this is pretty tacky, bro. Uh, you keep that and give me a card, please. They will say, thank you very much. So, yeah, yeah. Like, give well, see, it is a thing. She said it means that you tried. I don't. I don't think it means that you tried. Actually. Like, <laughs> no. like, like a like a gift, a, a gift that's like a gift. I think means that you tried. Yes. To me, into it. To, to me, a gift card is saying, you know, I either don't really know what to get you, so I hope you like this store. And I, I but I and I want to I want to get you something, but I don't know what to get you. Yes. And I and I Here's feel money. bad about giving you cash, and so hopefully because people have given me ca- uh, gift cards to pro bass uh, pro bass shop. And yeah. Yeah, well, you think outdoor and sports, it's like, but not this stuff, not the, not this kind of stuff. And so then, you know, or they'll give me one to, you know, you know, Joseph A. Bank, and it's like, why would you? Like, oh no, and you don't want to be dis. You don't want to be like, come on, man, why would you give me this? Not the zoot suits, yeah, right. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to buy anything from this place. Yeah. And I know I'm going to go in, and I'm going to look at stuff and say, well, if they got it for me, I got to get something from here. But yeah. I've got gift cards, like I said, Bass Pro Shop, and other places where it's like. 
they're just sitting around the house. I'm not going to. Yeah, use I'm them. never going to use them. I'm exactly. never going to use them because people yeah. don't get. They don't. They don't get. They don't get the stores right all the time, especially if they don't know. Like I've had cousins, you know, who are just like, oh well, I think he likes sports, so you know, I'm going to maybe I'll get him his Bass Pro Shop. Or I'm going to get him this Dick Sporting Good gift card, which is fine because you can use Dick's at we, we get these gifts Galaxy, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. fine. Yeah. But yeah, cash would have been better. Cash would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Uh, but whatever. Anyway, whether whether work for anyone is go to golfdmv.com, buy something, put that in a in a bag, yes, and then is. and then buy that for them. Okay, so Vern, you have a round at uh, uh, Waverly, Waverly, yes. Waverly uh, just recently. Who was there? What happened? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Waverly Woods this past weekend, this uh, Saturday, uh, myself, the Nailers, Matt and Lou, Lou from Where's My Meeting? Shout out Where's My Meeting? And um, uh, Glenn, uh, my brother Glenn. Um, Good time. Good time. Again, uh, I think the last time, I, you know, we, I, for anybody who listens, you hear us talk about where the same courses all the time, you know, so no need to eat. If you haven't been to Waverly Woods, go check it out. It's great. Mm-hmm. But uh, last time I was there, took a long time. We had the issue where they uh, you know, say, hey, come by the pro shop. We'll give you $10. Because, again, for some reason, just them and Blue Match seem to care about the four-hour pay, <laughs> four pace of play. Uh, this time, it ended up being like 4.10, maybe 4.15, somewhere in there. So, okay. Oh, by the way, I saw something on on Instagram. I can't remember which course it was. It was one of the local ones where uh, they took a picture of it. They are starting to put those um, uh, pace of play charts on carts now. Uh, at this, it might have been Worthington that's doing it now. Where, Good. where, need to. like, yeah, like it says, if you if you teed off at ten o'clock or whatever, you should be at hole number three at this time. You should be yes. at hole number six at this time. You should be making the turn at this time. Every course should do that, like yeah. that. And and that way, because even when you have a marshal, say someone's playing slow, all you got to do is say, hey, guys, I'm looking at the pace of play card, and you guys are a little bit behind. We want to keep up with this right here. And the starter can just say it. Hey, the marshal's going to speed you up. So there's no need for any kind of confrontation. And Because, yeah. again, you got some marshals out there who aren't necessarily gangsters, and they're not going to say nothing. It's going to ride around. But this way, they don't necessarily have to say anything like, hey, I'm looking at the chart, and it looks like you guys are about 10 minutes behind. Right. We're going to need to skip a hole and and, yeah. get, and, get, and get back on it. Yeah, yeah. And so Waverly has this master. So to your point about the confrontation thing. So while we're out there, we finished about four hours, four to four fifteen. It wasn't quite fast enough. Lou had to, he had a prior engagement. Unfortunately, he had to leave on 17. They're both having a round. Our buddy Matt, uh, shot well, uh, put up, put up an, um, an A, I think 10 over, which is like a personal best for him. So, you know, shout out, shout outs to him. Uh, I think I was like somewhere like just under, you know, 17, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, um, I was surprised. So conditions again were, were good. Also, we, I was kind of concerned because we played at like nine in the morning. Um, frost delay pushed us about twenty minutes. You would think it's like you know we're in the forties or whatever, but it actually kind of warmed up like maybe an hour in. It, it was fine. Like so from between swinging and everything else in the sun, it was it was beautiful. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, the what they've got right there, and I've talked about this before, so I won't go too deep into it. But we saw it in use this time. The little GPS there. Mm-hmm. And they harp on it. They're like, hey, at the Mars, I mean, at the start, he's like, hey, pace of play. We try to be on four hours. Uh, woo, woo, woo. Uh, he said, first time, we'll send you a ping. And then, we'll, and then the next time, we'll tell you, like, to pick it up or or, just, or to move up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the group in front of us was probably basically a whole, whole, it always happens to us, but they were a whole, whole behind <laughs> the group in front of them. Mm-hmm. And so we got a text message first on the front nine. Hey, we asked the group in front of you to pick it up. We know they're going slowly. So keep keep doing what you're doing. Wait, 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 wait. So you got a text message from on the GPS on the GPS. Little message GPS. shows up it's from, yeah, from you the, like, hell, we know the guys in front of you. Are playing yes, slow. we told yeah. them. We told them wow. to pick it up. Then it, wow. it, they, they said it was that was the first morning, and then maybe seven, five, six holes later, they told them again. They said, hey, 
we, we warned them again for a second time. But we'll, we'll keep doing what you're doing. Just stay on top of them. Please, please keep up with the group in front of you like you've been doing. But not not like we had at Timbers where the guy yeah. came out and he tried to figure out why is there six of them and he doesn't know how slow it is. <laughs> and the cool thing, what you just said, everyone should do this. The pace of the play chart is cool. But if you have a GPS, you should have the ability to send a message to them because now you've removed the confrontation from it. Yep. And you can yep. say, and you mm-hmm. can tell them like, objectively, hey, you're three shots behind the group in front of you. Make yeah. that gap, make that gap up. And I'm sure with the GPS, you could there's probably technology where you can see where all the carts are. Oh, they can see them. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. They so they could see that because this mm-hmm. is the reason we don't get the message. They get they can go right to the group that's uh, uh the offending group and say, Hey, y'all mm-hmm. need to pick it up, and they just tell the other groups behind them, we know which group is slow, we told them yeah. to pick it up, just keep at your at your normal pace and you should be good. I can imagine there being a position now at golf courses where there's someone just sitting in a room with like, you know, two to three laptops and they've got maps and they've got computer dots and the, of the course and they can kind of all you're tracking yeah. everyone and they're just sending text messages like you need to speed it up. Hey, the people ahead of you, said, you know, or sending a text message when you're on eight. Hey, if you want some food now, order it now and it'll be waiting for you at the turn. Don't the call. Pay, please. So, I mean, it's imagine someone in their cart right at, at in the fairway at nine and they see them picking up their phone and like, hey, I hope you're not calling, <laughs> calling the, 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 the restaurant because you're not getting anything at this turn. Yeah. You need you to keep going and we'll yeah. have somebody bring it up. Bring your food with you. Yeah. So we, and just really quickly, so I'll, I'll leave it there. So they, they pinged them twice and they did kind of pick it up at the end a little bit. And, you know, we were able to, to get through in a reasonable amount of time. But the starter actually made a joke about, he said, Hey, he was like, Oh, you know, we like our pitch pair around four hours. He said, first more, first time we'll send you a ping. And he said, the second time we'll send out our knee, our kneecap relocation specialist, Vinny, <laughs> to come help you out. And then he said, No, 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 I'm joking. Of course. And he went on to, to explain the rest of the thing. But I said, right. I said, no, that's not a joke. That's what needs. I'm telling you. My idea is going to pick up steam somewhere. Some some course in New York or some some municipal somewhere is going to have a guy that comes around. He doesn't even say anything. He just pulls up in the cart just just with the bat. He starts looking, like rubbing his chin. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, guys? What's up? And, and, and then he goes up to the GPS screen and he looks yeah. and says, "Oh, so you guys did get the text message that they sent you five <laughs> minutes ago about speeding up? You just haven't sped up? Is that was that the problem?" Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, no. There's no problem. We're going to skip the hole right now. We're, it's we're almost leaving. like you're uh, like you're making a mockery of me. Like uh, you make a fool out of me now. Like I don't, right, right, I don't appreciate right, that. Right. They'd be like, you know I what, sir? Any, I don't want anyone to fear me. I just want you to respect me. And, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, that, and it's like, well, no, no, we respect you. We would know. Oh, okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, that's a great line because this is not even like, well, this is something else that's happening here. And all you have to do is just keep up with the group of you. But no, all of, it was a, it was a good time, man. It was a good, uh, rare Saturday around, rare Saturday around that we got to get out. Um, and again, I, I understand that. Uh, uh, we, uh, I think we're trying to get you out this weekend. Uh, but you got to, as we talked about, you got trials that aren't tryouts. Yeah, basketball. so man has got this basketball thing, and essentially they called it tryouts. And I, and I put tryouts in quotations in the text that I sent you, but because everybody's going to get on a team, what they're trying to do within these age groups is is divide the talent up. You know what I mean? And Even so I think for his age group, yeah, there'll probably be maybe five or six teams. They just don't want one team to have a whole bunch of talent and, and the other one don't. <laughs> so they rank the players, you know, whether five-star, four-star, three, two. So it's kind of like a little mini draft, basically. Yeah, yeah. They, essentially, yeah. Okay. So you come in, you do the skills or whatever, they rank these players, and they split them uh, based on, you know, who's good. And so essentially everybody should have at least one to two players on their team that's that's good. Hmm. Um so you know, who knows? I should I should I should teach him the principle of tanking, like go in there and act like you can't play at all. And then that way they will count you as one of the bad players, but you're really decent. And so right. and so they'll put you on a team with two other good people thinking that you're bad. 
And then that way you have have got three. three. Look at you. Look at you. Game in the system. I love it. I love it. So maybe we'll game it. So I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that at some point. Um, so you, you had a couple, you had a, um, uh, uh, hypothetical that you wanted to, yes. <laughs> that you wanted yeah, to yeah. bring up on the show. So for a while, I've thought about what would happen if, again, just like you, you know, you get to a plus, you, you meet all the requirements for the U.S. Open, and you make it. You get through through locals and regionals. You've done something amazing. You make it. And the hypothetical was basically, if you knew you could play the U.S. Open next year, and you knew you were going to play all four rounds, mm-hmm. who would you bring as your caddy? for those four days. And now obviously somebody else would say, well, I would just have one caddy for all four days. But me, I'm like, no, if I, in this magical scenario, if this, I got this special opportunity, I'd want to share this with as many people as possible. So that's the, so, you know, making the cut is a whole thing, Mm -hmm. but I planned it out to where they won. They won. I'm just happy to be there. They won. It's just like, Hey man, I'm just happy to be here. So I'm probably having my dad caddy for me. We're not looking for too much. Mm -hmm. We're just, we're just out here enjoying life. Father and son, great times. Oh, he played, you know, day two, a continuation of that vibe would kind of be uh, uh, like, hey, I want to spread this, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make the cut or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'd have my brother-in-law, Glenn, probably come out and caddy for me. Sure, sure. But, but Glenn has an element of competitiveness to where it's like, we're going to, so now it's kind of like, okay, hey, say you played well day one, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, we can still enjoy ourselves, but we can still focus and concentrate a little bit. It's like, well, but if you make the cut, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, who's the day three caddy? So then I said, for me, I think that would be LB. LB has the right amount of cantankerousness and <laughs> going to push you and he'll enjoy it and everything else. And it'll be a cool event, but he's going right. to push you to like not be an idiot and like play well. Right. And right. on day four, I think I would have you mm-hmm. because I would need, I, if you made it to the final round, you would want somebody I like, I couldn't have LB or Glenn in the final round. Right. Because LB, every time I, if I start making a mistake, both yeah. of them are going to like, let me know. I feel like they would call it out immediately. Like, hey, you messing up, dog. Like, or like I, when they read a put or something, I mess it up. It's like, Hey, I, I didn't tell you what to do. And it's going to fall off. I feel like you would have the right spirit where it's just like, Hey man, you made it to the fourth round of a major. You've already won. And we yeah. would just be pretty much just two friends walking the course, chilling yeah. to take pressure off of me right. for being, you know, somebody who made it through local. So the idea of the, the hypothetical is just like, if you, if you were to spread it out, you know, and bring four of your buddies mm-hmm. to the championship that you made it in, who would you have do the four days of catting based on those days? Or would it even matter to you what days it were? You know what? So the, the more I think about it, I, 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 and with you kind of going through what yours would be, I probably, for that first round, like you said, it might be a sentimental thing. I, I would probably bring Manny, right? Yes. Like he'd, he'd, he'd caddy for That'd be him. great. Father and son. The first day. Yeah, yeah, for that round one. The second day, I think I might try to bring John Ross. You know what I mean? Ooh. I think- I think stroking. I would have him out there, like you know, um, because uh, uh, he, he'll like just hit this shot, just this one right here, just hit the, you know, That's having him smart. out there knowing which yeah. one, which shots I can hit, which ones I can't, and him saying, okay, this is the one we need to, you know, do this, do that. Um, third round, depending on where, and again, making the all things being equal, saying I make the cut, mm-hmm. it might depend on where I am making the cut, right? Yeah, um, just barely or in the yeah. mix. If I'm in the mix. I yeah. might stick with Ross. You know what I mean? I might say, okay, yes. you know what? We're going to have the instructor. We're going to have the instructor do this. It, so it, it's just a bit. Now, if I'm he might not, close out. Right. Now, if I'm not in the mix, yeah. um, it would it, it would be whoever's available from the golf homies. You, okay. uh, yeah. LB, you know what I mean? Although I will say this. I would, third day, I would I would have you, you or Glenn, even Matt, Lou, you know, one, one of the golf homies would do it. So it's a category of people on the third day. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth day, 
That's another. That's another one. Yeah, where if you I'm, make it to the final round, is that yeah, Ross again? Make it to the final. It, 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 it might be Ross again. What now? What I would like to do is maybe I, I want to. It might be Ross again, but I'm going to bring up the practice round or the pro am on the Wednesday. Okay. I would like just because it would piss him off. I would like LB to caddy for me for the practice round, but he can't <laughs> tell me anything. Just carry my clubs, wipe the clubs clean. <laughs> Don't say anything. Just carry my club. By would, the 10th hole, he would just, he would turn around and the club would just I would, I would treat him, I would treat him the way, who was that? Who was that? Uh, that was, um, wasn't that Matt Kuchar who stiffed yes, the caddy? Yes, yes. I would treat LB that way. Just handing him the club and not looking at him. Just, just, just to make him mad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would turn around, your clubs be on the ground, and he'd be at the right. clubhouse with a drink. Right. Tossing you. Yeah, no, but I, I think, that's I like funny. the concept of bringing John Ross in. I, I like the sentimental value of Manny. And, and if, I, if I'm in the mix, then I might have to go John Ross the the, the day three and day four. Yeah. If I'm not, um, then 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 definitely definitely I would have crew. to. Yeah, it would have to be. See, I don't have anybody in my circle that knows my golf game better than probably all of you because I don't. I I get lessons sporadically, and I've tried different instructors. I don't have like a permanent. Like I said, like I said you've been going to Ross for a while. Yeah. Um, I did think it would be funny if on the last day I brought Crouppen and not you, just to annoy you. Right. <laughs> like, like make a big announcement of it too. It's like, Claude, right. it's very important to me. You know, LB caddy third day. I just want y'all to know right. Stephen Crouppen is coming along. He's yeah. going to be great. And it would be a great caddy, actually. He was, I, and what would be funny is I would be <laughs> counting down the rounds like, well, he should be asking me soon, I think. <laughs> I should be up next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then it's like, yeah. But, I, but, but if it, and to be honest with you, if it wasn't Ross, because I don't know if you see yourself this way, but I, you would, if it wasn't, it it wouldn't be John Ross in the second and third day. It would, it would be you because you also have that competitive thing. But I, I feel like the same way Ross would know the limitations, you would you would yeah. caddy based on the limitations that you know. Yeah. You're like, all right, listen, we're not going to try to carry this. Don't okay? do that. Drop it right yeah. here, and then let's you know, and then let's whip that. that I know you can hit this shot, and then, right? And we're going to go with that one exactly. Yeah, yeah. which so, is which which is what Glenn would do for me because he's played a lot to know. And we did this early, right? We talked about this on the show. We had an episode where I think he caddied for me at Needwood, where I was trying to like break eighty and. Uh, I, I encourage, I think we should do, I think we should rotate that next year. And again, everybody, we talked about it this year. We didn't get to it, but uh, everybody pick around where you just caddy for somebody else. I would actually really be interested to see one of the nailers caddy for the other against, oh, okay, yeah. A, yeah, against yeah. another group, like, you know, either me and Glenn or, mm-hmm. or UNLB or somebody where there's a caddy, a caddy and, and golf relationship. Cause it, it's actually fun to actually walk yeah. the, walk the course and do that, especially for those two. Cause I know they know each other's games really well uh, mm-hmm. and they make a great team, but yeah, and and again, you you become um, really invested in that uh, in that golfer's game. But for me, the whole thing, the the reason the thought came up is it was like, all right, who? For me, it's like, all right, I'm I'm out of my element here. Like, if you made it from locals to the U.S. Sure. Open, mm-hmm. who's who can I rely on to keep me the most? Con- like, I know where my head. Like, like you said, first day is just, hey, I'm just happy. I know second day I'm gonna be like, ooh, maybe we could do something. You mm-hmm. make a cut. Now it's like, okay, now it's game time. And that's where. And that's that's that, now we're in the grind of a third round. Like we've been doing yeah, this. For that's why it'll be there for the third round. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and now yeah. we're in the grind and it's like, you got to stay mentally there. And it's, it's already hard enough to stay mentally there for each shot in one round. More yes. than, you know, more or less like you, now you're in the middle of the third. And, it's, and how am I supposed to stay focused now? You know, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. That's one of, that's one aspect. I think, you know, we all talk about these goals and we'll probably talk about this later on this year or to start 2023. I want to, I want to play more rounds where I am focused on each shot. You know what I mean? Where I'm not 
that's one of my goals next year is to, is, is to, is to, is to, and it sounds weird, but to try every shot. You know what I mean? Not it's just harder say, than you think to focus, to focus yeah, on every shot exactly. and not to just breeze through one of them. And, and, and sometimes it's because, you know, I hit it in the woods and I'm just going to punch out. So I just punch it. I was like, no, no, try to hit a really good punch out, you know, or yes. even I hit it right in the middle of the fairway off the tee and I'm, I'm only 128 away from the green. It's like, don't go up there just because in the middle of a fairway, I oh, should be able to just knock this on. Take with a half swing and then just really go. Yeah. pay attention to what you're doing with this shot. And that doesn't mean take longer. It's just focus. And it doesn't mean not, you know, play around or talk, but no talk. But when it's time to hit focus, and especially with me on the greens, when that ball is on the green, yes. I don't care if it's putty. Yeah. If, yeah, if it, yeah. I don't care if it's 15 feet away or 10 like focus on this one, try to get this in, or close up enough to the hole to where you can put in, you know, um, now we'll just that? assume Right, yeah, that it's a loss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I did, I did start to, I did start to putt better this year, and I think it's because I was focusing on putting better. Like when I was on the green, I was focusing, uh, focusing a lot more. Because, I didn't notice. man, when and and it's basic math, it's basic golf. I don't know why it suddenly dawns on, it dawns on me because I'm an idiot, you know, when it comes to the game. But it's like the difference between that putting that plus three on the card and a plus yeah. one for me, a lot of times happens right there on the green. If I'm dropping that thing, into, if I'm, if I'm two putting, it can be a bogey or even a plus two. That's better than those plus threes at a seven or and it's a like, quad. if you just focus on this putting, like that's going to help the scores dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep, anyway, yep. Um, we saw this thing. Um, we both saw this on um, uh, Instagram. Well, I saw it on Instagram. I don't know where you saw it, but the worst holes, uh, in America, that yeah. thing. it was it was a Golf Digest that did Golf that. Digest article. Yeah, yeah, worst holes in America. Um, I read the article. Uh, I was like, the kids were doing some after school activity. I'm sitting in the car. And I just kind of went through the whole thing, and um, it was good. It was it was very good because uh, I have like a, what I would call like a rudimentary or amateur's understanding of golf design. Like I understand like the template holes with the Rodans, and it, from a basic standpoint, I don't get into. You can get really deep into it and debate about what makes, you know, Fazio versus, uh, you know, this other design, all the other uh, golf course designers, all the architects, Donald Ross, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, is the course, is it well-maintained and is it a joy to play? So what I started to wonder after reading this article, because there were some good examples in this article, like, for instance, I I encourage you to go read it, but there's one, like, there's one obvious one. Like, uh, I think at the top of the article, they say, you can debate about what makes a good hole, but they said when there's a bad hole, like a really bad one, there's usually usually everyone can recognize it. And mm-hmm. with the holes, the holes they gave examples of, that was very true. They had one, it was a par three with a like 100-foot tall oak in the middle in front of the green, literally in front <laughs> of the green. So, and it was like a 200-yard. So they said, it's, I mean, it looks, it, it's almost ridiculous. And there was some uh, something about like the local – Either local members of the course or the community said you can't cut the oak down or whatever. So the or the fair the uh, golf course architect had to design these like bailout areas to the left and right of the green. If you can imagine, just like a straight out par three with a big tree in the middle. Mm-hmm. So you just put these little tongue grooves on the side where you can like flare the ball out left or right and then chip up and make basically a, a, a par you know a, a bogey on what should be a normal two hundred yard par three. Sure. So so but the article got me thinking about. What uh what makes a bad or a trash hole to like an eighteen so a bogey golfer, right? To like a mm-hmm. like an eighteen handicapper, um, who's not that familiar with design. And two things come up a lot with the groups that we play with. Um one of them is basically anything that's just like unnecessarily like unnecessarily penalizing or unfair. Mm-hmm. And then two, the I noticed the approaches seem to be where this comes up, where the greens like when you have greens that are wider than they are deep. 
We don't see those. Oak Creek has one of these. I think the one we have, Maryland National. Maryland National has one of these on a par three, like on the back, like 17, I think it is. I think Little Ben has one of those too. Yeah, it's very long. There's nowhere really to land it. And so – Guys, and so I can see some of these things are obvious. I'm like, yeah, that does kind of that, that does kind of suck. I'm not generally super critical of holes, but I do the first tenet about it being unfair. I, I've been on some where I'm like, all right, like this is ridiculous, or the or the green is designed in such a way, and they place the pin like on the like at the top of a mound. Right. Like, right. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna as soon as I get on the green, I'm just gonna mark it as two putt, and I'm picking it up because right, right. dummy. Because if you make you're putting it in a, in a position where if I make a good putt or a good chip or a good shot you can still be penalized, then mm-hmm. I think that's probably what makes the bad hole for the amateurs. But, like, you know, I don't really yeah. get into the design debates or anything like that. But it was an interesting I, I know for me, the one thing I would add to that would probably be I'm not a huge fan of dog legs. You know what I mean? Like Really? Unnecessary. Oh, you mean, like, angle, like, super tight? Yeah, like, super tight. Like, like you don't have a lot of a lot of room off the, the, the tee box to kind of get it down. Or you have to get it super far down to get to the edge. And the corner's so tight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like, like, I'm not saying that, you know, all things being equal. I think if you hit, if you drive the ball anywhere, you know, 215, 220 and beyond, right? Like that, like you should be able to make that edge. But if you've got to go, oh, you know, 265 in order to have a, a, a second shot that's not a layup to, yeah. you know, to me, that, that's like, well, what's this all about? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't remember which course this is, but there's one. There's one that does that uh, locally. Yeah. I can't remember, yeah, which course it is, but they have two. It, the, 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 it, it's a dog leg left, and you've got two uh, fairways that you can hit. You've got you can you can go up right to like the top, or you can kind of keep it cut it close um, and then try to work it around that corner. But it's just like I'm like ah, this doesn't have to cut this way. Like it just doesn't make any sense. It's, to me it's un- yeah, unnec- unnecessarily. I'm with you on the dog legs. That was a theme in the article. A lot of the holes and the cool things. If you go read it. They have a when they bring the hole up. There's like an animation that shows from the tee what the either what the shot has to be or what the two shots are. Mm-hmm. And reading through of them, there was a lot of that. Claude. There was a lot of like, here's another like forced uh, forced layup. It seems mm-hmm. to be like most of the the theme seemed to be around the lack of choice. Uh, right. One of the ones I did like, excuse me, was um, uh, number it was 18 in some course where basically like you have it's a forced layup, so you have mm-hmm. to go like. 170, you know, 160, and there's like a hazard, like a hazard in the middle near the green. They didn't go to the green, and they were arguing. They were like, "This sucks because on a," they said, "on an otherwise beautiful landscape, you've now, um, like, say you've got a great round going. When we get to the end, it finishes with like a fart." They said basically because you're mm-hmm. causing, you're making us do a forced, uh, you know, all you all you can only go 150, 150, 150, and it's like, ah. Eh. That's trash. Like, yeah. give the golfer a risk reward, uh, you know, on either side. Like, let it end with a bang where it's like, oh, I have a chance to try to go out and, like, do something big here and get a birdie yeah. or play it safe. As a right. Yeah. Or if I, yeah, if I got a round going and I want to play it safe, yes. I'm good to do that. Too. I can do that. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like, lots of, lots of what you just said, though. lots of dog legs. And we have those here, too. You can, you can tell sometimes the holes where clearly they ran out of room. Uh, Needwood had, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Rattlewood. Rattlewood's 18 is kind of like this, where basically, like, Rattle with 18 is basically a 90 degree angle. And it's like, um, <laughs> 180, like 160 to the corner and then, you know, 20 yards to the left. And then there's a degree. It's like, all right, guys. Yeah. Like, there's so, no, need doing that. no, 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 not at all. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right, folks. So again, go to golfdmv.com. Uh, send the link of what you want to your, uh, uh, friends, family, significant others, and make sure that they get you something, uh, from golf DMV. Again, shout out to Desi, 
uh, our thoughts and prayers are with her family. Yes. And Lawrence, get well soon, man. And uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. If if he's still sick and he's still coughing and all that kind of stuff, then he won't be on the show. That's the end of the story, yeah. yeah get exactly. another, another 30 banger. Nice yeah. and quick. I don't think we missed anything with him not on it. So we'll no. see what happens. <laughs> All right, you guys. It's good. No, he knows. He knows his value. All right. Yeah. It's Golf DMV, guys. We'll catch you next week. Hey, everybody. It's Claude from Golf DMV. Shout out to our sponsor, Cache Spine Sports. Listen, you know the back's got to be right. The neck's got to be right. If you want to play your best, conveniently located right off the Capitol Beltway, New Hampshire Avenue in Silver Spring, Maryland, that's Cache Spine Sports. You can learn more at our website, golfdmv.com. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.